What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Five, six, seven, eight, done. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. It's our last Gilmore to Consider of 2022. I know. I felt like I should have said hi, Haley, just for the memes of it all. Yeah. This last one of the season. Yeah. A little year in review all wrapped up in two words, which is hi, Haley. Hi, Haley. (laughs) Hi, Haley. (laughs) Gorgeous. Um, So I know a lot of people know that Lauren Graham came out with a book of personal essays Mm -hmm. called Have I Told You This Already? Stories I Don't Want to Forget to Remember. Mm -hmm. And there are some cute little Gilmore Girls tidbits in it that I wanted to share with you because... I would say, like, there aren't really any essays that are, like, Gilmore Girls focused, Mm -hmm. but in, like, the way that, like, this is, like, clearly a huge part of her life, there's probably not a lot of stories that she can go through telling where, like, something doesn't come back to, like, this period in her life. Right. Especially because it's, like, a, like, career-defining role and, like, it's what most people know her as. So, like, going through it, like, whenever you see, like, Gilmore Girls, it's just, like, that little, like, heartwarming thing. Yeah. But at the very introduction, I don't... I don't think we actually mentioned this on the pod when we first discovered this when I was reading it to you. No, we mentioned it on our Instagram grid. But, like, it was insane because in the introduction of the book, she talks about missing Gilmore Girls and, like, you know, this podcast is called Gilmore to Say. And in it, what? she wrote that... <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> <It> noticed. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, that's why we said that at the beginning. That's why you say that thing at the beginning. Um, okay. Thanks wrote, for letting missed- me know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just really I'm just not letting you talk. Go ahead. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> she, yeah, this is how the year is ending. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Um, if you've missed Gilmore Girls, the truth is I've missed you too. And this book is one way of keeping our conversation going. I loved writing my last book of essays, talking as fast as I can. And even without any new stories about the show, I found I had more to say. When and when you I sent me that, that, I nearly killed over. Nearly. I started crying. Yeah. I was like, more to say. Like, that's like the, those three words have been like the most like prolific words for me this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's in like involved in everything I do. And for so sure. like to have like the mother of our TV show here have that in the introduction of her new book. I was like, wow. I was beside myself at that. Yeah. But like for the most part, the book is not about Gilmore Girls, like I said. But there are a couple of tidbits that I wanted to share with you mm-hmm. that like throughout the book get mentioned because the revival is of course very important to her she does mention that in an essay titled squirrel signs um she says i've said it before but i'm happy for any opportunity to say it again getting to do gilmore girls a year in the life for netflix was one of the best happiest and most rewarding experiences of my career Uh, and like she even goes on to say if like even if the last four year four words weren't the ones that you wanted yeah that time for her she said it was just like to return to that language and those people I can't even imagine oh my god yes that's why the revival is so special for all of us even people watching because we know the circumstances surrounding their exit Amy and Dan's exit like the fact that they didn't know it was their last day on set when it was their last day on set so to come back to that eight years later like I'm gonna cry yeah and I think that the thing is like we tear it apart and like Maybe it wasn't, like, the story that we wanted, but at the same time, like, getting to go back into that world that, like, obviously the two of two of us really love. Yeah. It's just nice. And I love knowing that 
it felt like she felt that way about it. Yeah. But there's an essay titled Ryan Gosling Cannot Confirm where she's talking about doing press for the revival. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like goes on this like diatribe about like questions that people might have for her. Like, no, I didn't get my blue coat back, but the nice people at Warner Brothers bought me a new one, which is red. And no, I won't tell you if I'm Team Jess or Team Logan. And no, Amy hasn't told me any of this. But if I had to guess, I think Logan is the father, even though it could be also fun if it's the Wookiee, but no matter who the father is, I think the baby is a girl whose name is another permutation of Lorelai. I'm going to go with Lola. Lola. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? I love it. I totally think that it would be a girl, which if you, if any of you were at the talk that Amy and Lauren did, it was like a book launch event. Amy did mention that she, she didn't like come out and say the baby is a girl but she does say it was a full circle moment where Rory would have a girl so she very inadvertently said as much Mm -hmm. um and Lauren thinks her name would be Lola which I love I love the name Lola can I say I'm biased but I would love if the baby's name was Luna and not because my cat's name is Luna but because Luna is also moon and the moon's never seen me before but I'm reflecting (gasps) light stop I'm not ready to cry today. <laughs> no. I apologize. Oh, man. Mm. Right? Yeah. Wow. That, um, yeah. Oh, gosh. I feel like there's so many different ways you could do Lorelai. Because Rory, that's, that was a jump. Jump and a leap to get Rory from Lorelai. Yeah. So I think getting, like, L- Lola or Luna or any of these names from it would be cute. Yeah, for sure. But I loved that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us. Cause I yeah. actually haven't taken a dive into it yet. We were really lucky. Random House sent us advanced copies of the book and I felt so grateful for it. And yet it's sitting on my coffee table. It I haven't even read it yet. Though. Yeah, no, I will. I'll read That's it over very the Lorelai and Rory of us. Yeah. To <laughs> just like with a book report about the book. And, and I like, just am like, read it. it's, uh, it's on my coffee table. No, but I will during the winter holiday. Yeah. I will absolutely read the book. And it's really good. It's like, especially if you're interested in show business or like in acting, like she's had such like a long career and she's just so, she just has so many good things to say. Oh, for sure. There's this one part that I never considered in this show about motherhood that um, Lauren Graham did not, was not raised by her mother. Oh, And she, she talks really? about that a little bit in the book. Yeah. She was raised by her dad. Um, oh. And I never really put that, like, I guess I don't want to project too much of the show onto the actor herself, but I think she talks about like what it's what it would feel like to maybe um be like what it was to be a mother on a show not knowing what it was like to be raised by a mother mm. and I just had never put two and two together in yeah. like, terms of like Lauren's life yeah Which I don't want to project too much into her life but I was like wow that's really that's really meaningful yeah for sure I didn't even think about that well I'm yeah. excited to read it I can't wait to read the book yeah let us uh, let us know if you read it and uh, let us know if you like Lola yeah. I'm interested to see how people would feel about that. Me too. Well, speaking of our besties and our besties answering our questions and sharing their <laughs> thoughts, let's uh, let's listen to a few voicemails. I'm excited for this one because, like I said, this is our last episode of 2022. We have some really fun ones that I picked out. I told Haley before we got on today that the theme was kind of like fantasy, which I'm really excited <laughs> about. But I this first fantasy. one is kind of a fantasy storyline that one of our besties called in and asked if we thought it would be a more interesting storyline than the one that happened. So let's hear from Ooh. our bestie, Paige. Hi, Sarah Haley. My name is Paige, and I want to get your thoughts on an alternate situation for Dean and Lindsay's relationship. In my opinion, the writers had Dean and Lindsay get married, one, to keep Dean and Sarah hollow, and two, to reinforce the idea that he's Rory's immature high school boyfriend. 
but I never liked the fact that they got married because it seemed so unrealistic, even for Dean. And I think they could have conveyed the same message without having them get married. So rather than Dean and Lindsay getting married, I think it would have been more interesting if Lindsay got pregnant three to six months into their relationship. Things still don't work out between the two of them, so Dean sleeps with Rory, thinking that it's over between him and Lindsay. But then Lindsay comes back and tells him that she's pregnant later on. Then at this point, I think there's an opportunity for Dean to parallel Chris. At first, when he finds that Lindsay is pregnant, Dean parallels Chris at 16 and wants nothing to do with the baby. He and Maurice will have their weird, non-relationship while she's at Yale, and Dean needs Lindsay to have the child and raise it on her own. But then a couple of years later, presumably by season six or seven, Lindsay up and leaves, similar to how Sherry did, because she feels her prime teen slash young adult years were taken from her. At this point, Dean now parallels Chris um, and how Chris is with Gigi and steps up to take care of the child. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks for all that you do. Keep up the great work. Bye. The way I wish you all could have seen Haley's <laughs> face when she was like, Dean and Lindsay. Oh, <laughs> a parallel with Christopher. Oh. Oh, that is, um, that's interesting. Right? I never thought of it that way. Because I've always had a gripe with the fact that Dean just, like, randomly marries Lindsay, who he's known for five and a half minutes. Yeah. And, like, I think that this would have been a much more interesting storyline. And again, a parallel in a show that loves parallels. She loves to come back around that, that Amy. I mean, this would have been very, very on the nose. Yeah. But... It would have it would have been very interesting. And I think that it would have made Rory less responsible, I guess, because like we blame Rory for a lot of the demise of Lindsay and Dean's relationship. I mean, it was also Dean, lest we forget. Right. To blame him. Can't can't forget Dean's involvement in the dissolution of his own marriage. Never ever Um, let anybody forget that. Yeah. But I yeah, I do agree, because I think that that's one of the things that like in terms of Rory's storyline that a lot of people just like can't reconcile no. is that she slept with a married man. To be fair, she was very much manipulated into doing that. For sure. By the how the way he was talking to her. Of course. But at the end of the day, she did sleep with a married man and then never faced any consequences of that, never worked past that emotionally, mm-hmm. never mentioned that in any way to anyone after the fact, after it happened, after her and Lorelai kind of had that spat. Mm-hmm. And never answers to it in any way. So I think that that's one of the reasons I struggle with that is like, if you're going to cheat with someone, make it mean something after any period of time. I know. Especially because of what they did in season six where Rory kind of clearly has like, I love you trauma that she responds to by telling Logan, I love you in that way. Mm-hmm. That like, that it never came back around in a meaningful way that she um was a cheater. Mm-hmm. So I think to have this sort of, I don't know, less of a responsibility for Rory might have been interesting. I don't know how I feel about, like, the later part about, like, Lindsay leaving and, like, wanting to, like, reclaim her uh, youth. Is that kind of what she was talking Mm -hmm, about? mm -hmm. Um, Because I think when Dean left, we were, like, bye, Dean. We're done. We're done with your storyline. I like kind of, like, maybe the fan fiction that that's what happened to Lindsay. But I think I like that, that, like... Dean is maybe trying to keep a relationship with Rory, but Mm. ultimately ends up being with Lindsay because of the baby. Maybe, yeah. Because we don't don't get that with Sherry and Chris. They don't end up together, as we know. But you're right. It would have been very interesting if Dean and Christopher had parallel situations, but Dean actually ended up with Lindsay. Yeah. I think I kind of would have liked to, to like 
maybe him try to be with Rory, the, like, the party's over, like, he shows up and is like, I don't belong here sort of thing. And then, like, maybe Rory hears about the fact that Lindsay and Dean are together. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been a really interesting emotional journey. For yeah, for sure. Her. If this was Dean's reconciliation with the fact that Rory wasn't right for him. Because we see him yeah. come back for that one moment with Luke in season five oh, where yeah. he's like, is is it in To Live and Let Diorama? Yeah. And he's like, he's they want with the... more than this. The cannonball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, they want more than this, Luke. And we're like, Dean, where the fuck have you been? And like, I, I get where Dean was coming from, but it was just such an interesting way to tie up his storyline. If I'm being perfectly honest, we could have never seen him again after the party's over. And I don't just say I, that because I don't like him. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably felt like we could have never seen him again after episode 21. No, I just felt one. like it was such a weird, like, sulky way to end his character's arc. It's yeah. like, I talked about this on my TikTok the other day that you know, something we talk about all the time on this podcast is that every man is in love with Rory Gilmore before, during, and after their interactions with her. Yeah. And so I just wish that he could have reconciled with them not being right for each other in the same way that Rory did. Yeah, he seems... Not once, but twice. Almost three times. Um, but it feels like the, yeah, like he's bitter that they didn't work out because yeah. she needed more. Yeah. Which, like, that's fair. You can be bitter, Dean. We don't mind. But I do... I kind of love the idea of Lindsay being pregnant. Mm. I kind of like her stealing the... Ultimately, with how this series came about, like, we talked about with Lauren Graham, like, mentioning Lola. Mm. And, like, that Rory kind of paralleled her. But not really, because she was, like, much older, much mm-hmm. more capable. Like, financially stable, had a community around her mm-hmm. that maybe, like, Ultimately, Lindsay kind of stole that full circle moment where, like, she wasn't ready for it, but she was the one that had a man that wasn't willing to step up for it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. 
And if you dream of being cowgirls like us, or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it, and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. In the same vein of like parallels and characters that would kind of come full circle within each other's stories, we had another bestie call in about characters on the show who haven't met. So let's hear from our bestie, Jenna. Oh, I'm excited. Hey, besties. This is Jenna in West Des Moines, Iowa. I am just chilling here on a Friday night, of course, watching Gilmore Girls for a million times. And I just kind of had a random thought and would love to hear your thoughts. So I'm currently watching episode 14, season four. And I know I feel like the world is sleeping on season four. It's just a lot deeper than I think we like realize. Anyway, that's another tangent for another time. Maybe that's a hot take. <laughs> um, but anyway, calling tonight because I'd love to hear your thoughts on characters within the Gilmore Girls universe that, I don't know, you guys maybe wish would have crossed paths. For example, um, a couple that come to my mind just right away are Liz and Finn from, you know, Life and Death Read, TJ and Paris, Richard and Jess. They never met. Richard wasn't there during the swan song. Um, Jason and Christopher never met. I could go on, but I will let you guys go because like your voicemail says, you have a life. <laughs> anyway, Cindy, thank you so much. Bye. Chenna, a thousand sparkly hearts back. I know. Max should have proposed with a thousand sparkly hearts instead of a thousand yellow daisies. I know. Um, first of all, the idea of TJ in Paris meeting. I know. I don't. Iconic. I don't think I'm ready for it. I don't think I am either. <laughs> the one thing that I do want to say is that Christopher and Jason did in fact meet because they knew each other when they were younger. We oh, just don't see true. them meet. Um, they that's talk true. about how like, oh, I like Jason says something to worry about, like, oh, I used to know your dad. I used to hang out with your dad. Something about something about yeah, Christopher. Yeah, they were young together. Yeah. So they did mm. meet. We just didn't see them meet. Oh, I kind of would have loved to have seen the adult versions of them meet. Yeah. Especially knowing that Jason and Lorelai are an item. Yeah. But we don't get, speaking of the depth of season four, we don't get any Chris in season four. Um, so maybe that is why you guys 
are sleeping on it. Mm-hmm. This great season. Yeah. Of it no is Christopher. Great I wonder on the topic of like the boyfriends, I wonder what would have happened if Alex and Luke met. Do you think they would have gotten along coffee guys? Ooh, I think that like, Maybe it would have been a scenario that like Luke and Luke doesn't realize that maybe Alex is a suitor mm-hmm. and he likes him mm-hmm. until he realizes he is. And then mm-hmm. which case he's like fucking done with this guy mm-hmm. maybe because he's a little too nice. Oh, I would have loved that. Right. I would, oh, I would have eaten that up. Yeah, totally. Same. Charlie Swan meeting Luke Danes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I literally can't get past TJ and Paris. I know. Conversation. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that's something we did bring up briefly in Family Dynamics is that Jess did not meet Richard. Right. And we kind of talked a little bit about that, which Jenna gives an example of, because he wasn't at the Swan Song dinner. It was just Emily and and Jess, which... Oof. I think it would have gotten gone way worse. Oh my God, it would have been if horrible. If boyfriend showed up with a black eye, regardless of what explanation he was ever able to give, Richard wouldn't have been able to ignore it. Oh, Emily yeah. kind of did. Yeah, for sure. For the decorum of it all. Richard would have, he would have figured out what was what was going on. Yeah, that wouldn't have gone well. I think that that was the one where I mentioned that Jess didn't even need any more trauma in his life. No, for sure not. Um, <laughs> for sure not. Any more disapproval from a parental figure. So um, yeah, maybe that one was just for the best. The more and more I think about this, I think that TJ would be Paris's match. <laughs> I think I love that you're have so inc- into it. I love I how much you have an it. incredible conversation. Like I think Paris would find him dumb, but TJ would find her fascinating. And oh, for sure. Like that. Yeah, you're totally right. You know who I wish would party together? Who? Colin and Finn and Tom the contractor. Can you imagine <laughs> them all out for beers? And Bootsy. <laughs> and Bootsy. Oh my God. Yeah. Colin, Finn, Bootsy, and Tom. Yeah. Liz is pouring the shots. <laughs> I would totally attend that party. We we talked about house parties in one episode. I think it was the Townies episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely... <laughs> we need to make a Gilmore Girls house party. Yeah. Because all, all of them would be in attendance. It would be at Finn's house, because I bet he has a ginormous house. Absolutely. And... Yeah. and I think a lot of people love to bring these characters up, but on the topic of that, Colin and Finn and Madeline and Louise, I think would have oh. absolutely eaten each other up. I, I like can't tell if like Louise, sorry. <laughs> it took her a minute, but she got there. Um, Louise would love them or like burn them to the ground or a little bit of both on purpose, you know? Well, who do you think would go for who? I think that Louise and Colin would have like a enemies to lovers yeah i do too situation i do too i think that finn and madeline are ultimately kind of nicer sweeter yeah um, despite the fact that finn is like definitely a womanizer oh for sure um we write that out of his personality after the fact for sure but i think that louise and colin would not be able to stand each other and then that would lead to some like really intense angry sex oh for sure right and then they would just like really love each other yeah, they'd be so mad that people knew that they were together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think that's the like ultimate pairing that people love to bring up. They're like, I really wish that Madeline and Louise and Colin so and Finn had met. That. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, I think there are so many others that we could dive deep into, but I'd love for our besties to call in or write in and let us know if there's a pairing that they just need yeah. to meet in the Gilmore universe. Oh, the last one, I know that we talked about this, but I want to bring it up again, is I wanted a double date with Rory and Jess and Dave and Lane. 
I know. Oh, we wanted that so badly. Well, actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because our next caller... Did I inadvertently walk into the next voice now? You did, and I'm so happy you did. (laughs) Our next bestie who called in, Sarah, had a question for us about couples on the show. Hi, it's Sarah from Seattle. Okay, so I was wanting to call in to let you know some of my um, fantasy couples that I would have loved to see on screen, Um, starting with Finn and Louise. I just think it would have been absolute chaos. They would have probably both ended up in the hospital or maybe one in the psych ward. They just feel like they're both chaotic, um, don't know when to say no, and don't know when to stop. Next, I would have loved to see Lane and Jess. I just feel like they would be such like a grungy New York artist couple and, you know, Lane in the music scene as a drummer, Jess writing, and that just thing would have been cool to see. Um, Christopher and Rachel. I just think they're both, you know, adventurous, and she seems like his type, and he seems like her type, and I just, you know, never thought of the two of them together until recently, and, and it just made sense. Next would be Suki and the tri- and the town troubadour, the original one, and I just think they'd be so sweet together. You know, I mean, just like Suki and Jackson, they just seem so perfect and sweet together, and I just think Suki and the town troubadour also would have been really sweet. And last would be Zach and Shane. Again, I just think they would be completely chaotic and probably end up like Sid and Nancy. But I want to see that. So I was just wondering if you guys had any um, couple setups that you would that you like to imagine. See, you walked right into that one. I literally was like, oh, my God, we're about to talk about this. The couples that we would like to see together. And we did just mention Finn and Colin and Madeline Louise. And this bestie said Finn and Louise, which is very interesting. I kind of disagree. I know sparkly heart to that. I think ours makes a little bit more sense, but I understand having those worlds collide. I do love the idea. I mean, I I went back and forth on it for a second. I do like the idea of like, neither of them really know how, like don't know how to say no. Mm. And they don't know when like enough is enough. I could kind of see that from Finn. Mm. I feel like Louise would have to be like really, really deeply in love to like kind of lose herself like that because she seems like she has a little bit more of like a sense of self Mm. that I think would like end up more like in a enemies to lovers with a with a Colin sort of situation. Yeah. Oh, but I love that idea. Um, Can we also revisit that? (laughs) This one made me gas was the Zach and Shane. Simply because it got a Sid and Nancy comparison, which um, like is obviously from the title Nick and Nora Sid and Nancy, mm-hmm. which was a reference to Sid and Nancy. Sid was in the oh I forget the name of the band the Shins. There's, no, he wasn't in the Shins. Sid was in is, the um, oh fuck why can't I think of it Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Sid stabbed Nancy. <laughs> So, like, um, yeah, that is an interesting comparison for Zach and Shane, who I don't think that either of them have enough passion in themselves to um, end up there. Yeah. I don't, who's to say? Maybe they would bring it out in each other. Um, I, that's really rude for me to say about Shane, mm. my cotton candy princess. Mm-hmm. So, um, your cotton maybe candy not. princess. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really want that for her. But what did you think about Rachel and Christopher? I guess. I know you did. like two bland people being bland together got it Uh, done i know perfect you know who i think rachel also would have been good with maybe is alex safe right boring yeah yeah i do say rachel's boring but like 
she was supposed to be wild and free and, you know, but she was bland. And I think that, you know, Alex is just the type of guy for her. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I, know. I just think I really don't like Rachel enough to subject her to anyone except for Chris. <laughs> yeah. They are kind of both a little vanilla, right? Yeah. I mean, Chris and Lorelai admittedly have my favorite chemistry I know. on the show. They do. So I think that maybe Chris's personality would make up for... Rachel's lack of one because yeah, I feel but like I feel Luke doesn't like, have enough of one. But I feel like the reason that we like the chemistry between Christopher and Lorelai is because of Lorelai. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't have that spice. I would be interested to see if Chris has enough of a personality to bring out a personality in Rachel. Mm. Yeah. Because like, you know, some people just like bring it out of you like, you know, mm-hmm. and other people don't. Totally. So I wonder if Luke was just a little bit too vanilla. Yeah. Though like. Lorelai brings it out of him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I no, I, I totally hear that. Um, but on the topic of couples that she brought up, Jess and Lane are a couple that I could understand, like, if you look at on paper, maybe, but knowing them as people, absolutely not. Yeah, I do like the idea it's a no sparkly of, like, heart the for drummer, me. the artist, being with, like, the starving writer who's, like... Um, emotionally repressed and you know yeah but I could see them being friends less lovers like a lot of people have said that they would have liked to see them like end up kind of on the same page once Rory and Jess started dating Um, but the friendship that we never got was uh, Jess and Paris I know the friendship that we got a glimpse into and never actually saw like saw through was yeah because they they never could have been a couple. No. Two, Paris would have eaten him alive. Oh my and God, Jess I know. Would have her. I know. Um, it just wouldn't have worked. But friendship, I could totally see that happening because I think the one, the reason that I struggle more with Lane, because we see Paris and Jess having this conversation. You're like, oh, you see how this would go. Mm-hmm. This would be the Paris and Jess podcast that we all want. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Lane, Lane is like a standby Rory kind of girl. So it's like she was friends and friendly with Jess because of Rory. Like when. Uh, they like get, are yelling at him outside of the car. Oh yeah, like that moment. Yeah, and then and when take like the eggs. yeah, but then when they're together in Happy Birthday, baby, Lane's like, oh, you're like a cute agoraphobic couple. Mary. Yeah, yeah. So I think that she's more of like a standby Rory. Mm. So I don't mm-hmm. think that they would have a friendship outside of Rory mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Um. So that's why I have a hard time like jumping onto them as a couple. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I don't really see it. But again, I think on yeah. paper. Maybe someone would ship them, but... Yeah, I think because, like, Jess... I think Jess is a little bit too dark for Elaine. Mm, Elaine mm-hmm. needs someone who's sweet, who's attentive, who will run two miles in 15 minutes for her, who will read the whole Bible in one night. That's the kind of love that Lane deserves, and I just... I'm sorry, Jess could never. Could never. He could never be Dave Rogowski, but I do want to see a bromance between Dave Rogowski and, and Jess, Jess. because I, Exactly. I think that's like the only friend that he could have had in I Stars know. Hollow. <laughs> I really, really wish we could have seen that through. On the topic yeah. of Rory's boyfriends, I've said this before. Maybe, I can't remember if I've said it on pod or on Patreon. Well, we haven't really gotten there yet, so it was probably on pod. I would have died if Dean started dating Shane after Rory and Jess got together in season three. I know that like Dean and Lindsay, they were like perfectly vanilla. We love that word. Today's (laughs) word is vanilla. Um, But like Dean and Lindsay were like perfectly fine together. But like it would have been very interesting if Dean and Shane had gotten together. Do you think that Dean would have even liked Shane? No. (laughs) Not even a little. I think that he would have struggled. I think she would have found him 
boring. Because, like, I think that Shane's kind of fun. I think it's, like, that thing of, like, Jess just wasn't bringing out the best in her. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you could put Shane with somebody in the world of Stars Hollow. It has to stay in Stars Hollow? Yeah. Um, Who is it and why is it Bootsy? Do you remember when we found out that Bootsy was in a May-December romance with a woman who had a heart attack and died? Um, So maybe not Bootsy. Okay, hot take. Maybe Shane and Marty. Because Marty kind of, like, his relationship with Lucy, like, boyfriend, so annoying. But I think that Marty could have, like, shown up for someone like Shane who, like, Shane didn't seem, like, all that book smart. And I think that Marty, one of his problems, (laughs) this is going off on a tangent, one of his problems with Rory is Rory was a little bit smarter than he was. And I don't think he was ever fully comfortable with that. Mm. That I think that Marty's the kind of person who needs to be a little bit smarter, at least academically, than the person that he's with. But Shane is, like, other strengths. And I really think that he would have, like, you know, really adored her. Mm. And she would have um, liked being with an Ivy League man. Yeah, she definitely would have taken that to the cleaners. I also think, (laughs) if I can throw this in there, I think Shane and Tristan would have hit it off really well. I, yeah. (laughs) Imagine that. Shane and Tristan would have hit it off really well. I think I could see them as, like, you know... um, he before he goes to military school sort of thing like a Shane flame but like imagine if in season three Tristan were to come back and he's dating Shane Rory would lose herself I love that I love that so much but long like long run I do I think that Shane and maybe Marty are soulmates I'm deciding okay I respect that I totally respect that wait the one that we didn't talk about that she mentioned was the one that blew my mind was Suki Suki and the the troubadour I don't see it. I can't get down. Um, I could see Suki dating Tom the contractor. Mm, Because he's like another version of like a like a Jackson in a different font, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Is a contractor like a produce farmer in a different life? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Actually, you know, I actually take that back. Tom and Jackson are nothing alike. Tom is a really like take charge kind of guy. And Jackson's more of a sleep with the tomatoes kind of guy. Mm Mm-hmm. I yeah, like I don't know that Tom would ever person. sleep with his doors, you know? Yeah. I don't think Tom would sleep <laughs> with the doors. So I hope not. Ooh, you know, another couple that I would have loved to go from enemies to lovers in the same way that we kind of see in Sex in the City with Stamford and Anthony is um, Michelle and Tobin. Tobin. <gasps> oh, they are that would be real enemies to lovers. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, in an enemies to lovers, one of them has like always been in love the whole time. Mm. They were just kind of like a misunderstanding. Mm. That would be truly enemies to lovers. Ooh, another one is Crazy Carrie Duncan and Bo Belleville. <laughs> That's called energy matching. <laughs> That's called two wow. sides of the same coin. Yeah. That's called the same side on the same coin. <laughs> For real, for I would real. Love to see their wedding. Wow. Oh, yeah, be what, insane. A, what a wild time. Insane. I kind of like wish there would have been like one of my favorite things is when there's like an event of some sort that we didn't get to see, but mm. everyone's kind of talking about. I would have loved to like crazy Carrie and Bo Belleville's wedding. Mm-hmm. And like we didn't ever see it, but we keep hearing these wild stories of the things that happened there. For sure. I would have loved that. <laughs> it would have been great. I also wish that we could have seen alternate town troubadour end up with somebody. You know, he had so many jobs. Yeah. He worked really hard. I bet he's happy somewhere. Yeah. You know? I just wonder what kind of lady Maybe he ended he owns up with. The Kinkos in, <laughs> he owns the Kinkos in Groton now. You're right. You are Dundas right. work there. Well, I think that's a solid list of fantasy couples. If our besties have anyone that they were like dying to see together. I would yeah, love to mine know. Mine is um, Rory and Logan. 
we know. What a fantasy at the end there. Truly. Truly a fantasy. <laughs> well, I thought a little fantasy was a great way to end our 2022 because our besties always love when we do fantasy leagues. And I thought that I that would be, I, I have a good I time doing it. Yes. <laughs> Same. Um, but we're so grateful to have spent our year with you. We hope you have a wonderful winter holiday. We'll be back in January. Until next year. Until next year. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.